0: Well, good evening. Uh, like you said before, my name is Mario Moore. I am a student here at the University of Arkansas. I've been here at, U- at UBC for about nine-ish months now, and you guys have loved me well, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be before you all here today. But just as a means of conversation, uh, how many of you have ever been told, you can't always have what you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've all been told that before. Even from my days of youth, my parents have told me, you can't always get what you want, in that very very Main language. We can't always have what we want, but there was a group back in 1969 that gave us a little silver lining in that line. The Rolling Stones, they told us, although we can't always get what we want, if we try sometimes, we might get what we need. Ladies and gentlemen, we've known this truth before the Rolling Stones pen the paper, though. We've known that God, although he provides everything we need, even in him we can find more than what we want. And this is the truth of God. We notice that we are people who serve a God who is always more and abundantly more than what we can ever want or need. But sometimes we forget that. And we are quick to turn on God. We are quick to forget that in him we find everything we could ever want and need. And we notice that something similar happens with our friends, the Israelites here today in our passage. And I could believe we find similar patterns with them. So if you would, turn to the back of your God or come with me to Scripture, to Isaiah chapter 63, and verse 10. Where it says, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. Before we talk more about this passage, I want to go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the true vine and we are the branches. So we pray that we will abide in you and your word will abide in us, so that we will not wither and be thrown into a fire like dead branches, but, Father, that we will abide in your love, that we will bear much fruit, so proving to be your disciples, and therefore glorifying God the Father. We praise you and we love you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Well some of you may even be familiar with our friends the Israelites. You may have heard stories growing up about God's great power shown to on the Israelites. There are many miraculous things that God has done for them. He has made a great nation out of them. He has brought them out of Egyptian bondage. He has led them through a great sea. He has defeated their enemies. He's turned the sky into a toaster and made bread fall from it. He's done many good works for the Israelites. He's made water come from a rock. He's led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. What a wonderful God the Israelites serve. But look at the headline which we get when we come to our passage today. We agree with with the word that says they rebelled. Why? Why would they rebel against the one who has provided, protected, and prospered them all of their lives? Because the bread came out a little stale than they wanted it to? Because the air was a little bit dry going to the promised land? They figured that they must turn on this good God? They refused to be faithful to Him, but I don't think it was just because they didn't get what they want. I don't think it was just things that made them turn on God. I am convinced that they did not remain faithful. they did not remain faithful to God because they didn't get something, but they, remained, they refused to remain faithful to God because they didn't get His sovereignty from Him. They want to be sovereign. The Israelites want to be in control of everything. They want to get what they want, when they want it, make it feel how they want. They want independent power, not dependent faith. And when they cannot have it, they rebel on God. In return, God must make himself an enemy to them. God the Father makes himself an enemy to the Israelites because they grieved his Holy Spirit through their rebellion. And, children of God, the same goes for us here today. God the Father will make himself an enemy to us when we grieve his Holy Spirit by refusing to remain faithful to him. And it's a dangerous place to be in opposition to God. It is dangerous to stand in the opposite corner of the one who is truly sovereign. We are made dependent on him. There's nothing wrong with being dependent on God. There's no shame in being dependent on God. We should live in the freedom that is found in the salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But we cannot keep ourselves from stumbling here on earth. Nor can we present ourselves blameless before this true and perfect God. Yes, we may have our own good intentions where if we were sovereign, we can make everyone not sick. Or we can handle all of our financial problems. Or we can look in the future and see what's coming down the line and be prepared for it. Yes, these may be good things, but I guarantee you that it is much better just to depend on God. I am sure of this. So I encourage you all, how do we revive our faith? How do we put our faith? How, as Proverbs 3, 5 says, how do we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge him, knowing that he will direct our paths. Well, I think a great way to do that is through our prayer. Prayer is constantly a great way where we can heighten and depend and increase our faith in God the Father. Rise in the morning confessing that today, Lord, I need you. Go to work confessing, Lord, I need help engaging with my coworkers. Pray for boldness to share with people you come in contact with, whether it's a coffee shop or whether it's on the side of the street. Pray to God the Father, knowing how much you need and whether it's that you're sick, whether you're in need, whether things are just breaking down in your life. Pray to God in all circumstances. When you fall asleep at night, do you pray to God, thanking him that he has provided for you yet another day? That this is a great way that we can heighten our dependence on him and be faithful to him. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, what a friend we do have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. My friends, rather than lust after the sovereignty of God, we ought to simply live in faith to God. But why is it better to do so? Why is it better to just live in faith to the God who is sovereign? Well, I have one point for you today. One reason to why we should live in faith to God. And that is God is faithful God is faithful let that marinate your soul God is faithful and his faithfulness is very active He practices his faithfulness towards his people We heard this morning how people had many opinions about Uh, Jesus Christ, and many other people here today have many opinions about our triune God, but there's one fact that outweighs our opinions, and that is God is faithful. Yes, God will act faithfully to his word, and he proved it even with the Israelites. He proved it by being faithful, by making them a great nation. He proved it by being faithful to them, by bringing them out of Egyptian bondage. He proved that he was faithful by defeating their enemies. God proves to be faithful to his word over and over again. Even towards us, God has proven to be faithful to his people. And even greater, he has proven to be the means of salvation by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. But not only to die, but to be raised on the third day, proving that he does have power over life and death. And that he can take the cost of your sins away from you and put them on his son, Jesus Christ. Our God is faithful. But to some, that statement comes as a warning to you. The fact that God is faithful should make you tremble. Why do you say that? Well, we see here in the 10th verse that when they rebelled, they grieved his spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. If God is faithful to his word, we understand that even like the Israelites, that rebellion makes you an enemy to God. If God is faithful to his word, he must fight against you. He will bind up the strong man and plunder his home. God will make an enemy against you. If you are going to live in your rebellion and unrepent, unrepentant sin and go against his spirit, if you are going to oppose God, he will oppose you. And there is no victory against God. There is none that you can have. No matter how much good you think you can do, you will be defeated at the hand of God. Or if he wishes the word. This is a warning to us. So if you feel like here today that you've truly lived in rebellion to God, that you've never fully put your face in this faithful God, I call you here today to repent and believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you want to know more what that looks like, please feel free to find me. Find any of the elders that are here. We would love to talk to you more about what it looks like to put your faith in this faithful God. But then there are some of you who are believers and you found yourself in rebellion against this faithful God. The same gospel that I preached to the non-believer, I preached to you as well. Repent and believe and turn to Jesus Christ. This is the greatest application we can have for the rebellious soul. Repent of your sins and return to Jesus Christ. This is our call here today. There was the call to the Israelites. This is our call to remember that we serve a faithful God. But what happens when we forget? How, if only there was some way to help us not forget the faithfulness of God. How can we help remind ourselves that God is faithful? Well, it's the same way they taught you to remember your ABCs. They put them a song. They taught you a song that even to the day you die, you remember your ABCs. And today, we have the opportunity to sing together and worship together to remind us of the great faithfulness of God. Sing, I can't sing, that's not really true. God wouldn't call you to do something and not equip you to do it. You can sing, ladies and gentlemen. Sing to remind yourself of this faithful God. Yes, we have songs that reminds us of the love of Christ by singing songs like, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. We have songs that remind us of his glory by singing songs like, Behold our God, which we sang this morning. We have songs to remind us of his sovereignty, which we learned when we were probably about five or six years old when that wonderful Sunday school teacher taught us that he has the whole world in his hands. Yes, we have songs that remind us to be faithful to this faithful God. Even songs like, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto us. With a faithful, sovereign God providing us of all of our needs, what more could we want? Let's pray. God, you are the greatest good that we could ever know. And we need you to remind us of your faithfulness as you call us again to pray, repent, and sing of your great and wonderful and mighty acts. Continue to abide in us and we abide in you. In Christ's name we do pray.